Good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everyone listening at whatever time you're listening. I am Jam. Hey, hi there. And you are listening to the Mental Health Check-In Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing mental health awareness as a means to help us all heal. And with the way that 2021 has been heading so far, notwithstanding an impending inauguration, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done, so we might as well just heal together. And in this episode, some helpful, guiding words of healing come from the voice of Tony Moon. He's a rapper, a Twitch streamer, and above all else, just a super cool dude who I just had the fond pleasure of speaking to for this episode. He has so many viable words of wisdom to say in this episode. I'm going to detour from this into that direction in just a second. But first, I must point out that if you decide that you like the direction that Tony took us on in this episode and you want to keep driving along his along his journey through life, so to speak, then you may want to follow his work everywhere at Physics, and everywhere includes twitter instagram and twitch you can also listen to his music over at tonymoon.bandcamp.com he hasn't released any new music in a minute he's more of a freestylist and an on-stage performer but i hear he's cooking something up really soon so you might want to stay tuned for that and if you want to keep driving down with me through my journey by means of this podcast then you can find us on twitter at checkinpod on Instagram at Checkin Podcast. You can search our podcast name on Facebook. You can find us on upliftunited.com with the website's podcast network. And perhaps the easiest way to find us is to just like, follow, review, or whatever you do on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, and everywhere else that podcasts are readily available. And now, finally, let's just dive right into this. So I just want to start this by asking just how are you, my brother? How are you right now mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all that? Like, the most accurate answer, thank you. Um... Cause I'm blessed and highly favored, yo. Like, and you, everything could always be way worse, you know what I'm saying? And but I'm good, man. Like, I spent time with my parents over Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is like the longest I like stayed with them, and and it was just actually a very smooth time. So I'm confident that they're okay mentally. So that makes me feel a little better without having to worry about that shit. But like, um, with everything going on, it's like. I, I'm doing way better than most. I can't complain uh, right now. My complaint is these motherfuckers trying to get me to come into work tomorrow. Uh, talking about, they, we have a training. Oh, you want to wait until the height of the flu season in the middle of a pandemic to hold a training? We don't give a fuck about, but that's fine. I'll be there tomorrow, and I'm going to shine on them niggas. I'm going to flex on them niggas, and my career will be better off. But if I had a minor gripe right now, that's my minor gripe. Uh, I hate getting up and being somewhere by 8 in the morning. Fuck that. Yeah, How are you, bro? 
Oh, me, I'm good. I'm had chill day well i can't even say chill day because i had another interview like right before this so i, I guess i should say busy day but i'm busy hey busy's good hey busy's always good just mentally i'm in a i'm in a chill mood i should say that awesome that's what's up that's what's mm-hmm. up yo i can't front man i had to hit a couple uh tokes or something just to these motherfuckers at work man they email me it's the way they did it was fucked up they was like it hit me at 4 44 are you gonna be um at, at the training tomorrow at eight who wait what oh okay that's how we do in the last last minute. You ask it out of pocket, I put your ass back in it. So anyway, I had to smoke a couple hits just to be like, let me not curse these niggas out today. Hey, whatever helps, man. I respect it. But it's all good, man. I'm glad to hear that you're in a chill vibe, man. How was the uh, the conversation earlier? Oh, it was really good. Like this is a conversation that's gonna go up in just a couple of days on Thursday. Hopefully, our conversation comes up the next Thursday, next week. But this was a really dope one. It was set from like a mutual friend, and we just chilled, got to know each other, and from that we end up agreeing to do like mutual class because he's from Detroit too. So, like when uh when the world comes down a little bit, he's agreed to like do some photo shoots, do some other podcast oh hell yeah stuff. So yeah, like, that's what's up. Working and building. Working and building productivity, man. So you out of Detroit, huh? Yeah. Yo, oh, okay. I was look. I was gonna ask you about the Eminem shit behind you too, but I mean, I don't have to ask that. <laughs> Shouts to the D, man, because we were just talking about. It. I had I was talking to my buddy Van Ark the other day, and and a lot of our interactions with musicians have been like like uh, several Detroit artists, and I just want to send a lot of love out to Detroit for sure. Yeah, there's a lot to love, lots of love in Detroit. Like I might be biased in saying that, but the rap community here, like. You've seen the fan base. Like we, when we see somebody's from Detroit, we just rally behind them like full stop. And I always thought that was cool about about our city. Now, yo, y'all made Danny Brown a superstar. That's how you know it's love. That's how yeah. you know it's love. Man. He's the wildest <laughs> dude. But y'all, y'all boosted him so perfectly, man. But nah, I can dig that. That's a good. I haven't thought about that as far as looking at regional characteristics. It's like how much y'all support each other. Like it's mm-hmm. a very significant factor for sure. Yeah, it's the same reason why like this like such a big like pistons fan base lions fan base not the best teams in the world i'll admit that but Man, like, hey, fuck it. y'all have like, barry sanders yo y'all can say whatever you want forever i mean that's a fact that's true <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna talk about isaiah thomas and all that but that's okay <laughs> but yeah like even though they're not the best teams like the current pistons the current lions are the best team but because they're from detroit we rally full stop behind them we're gonna watch them lose 20 straight games just because they're from detroit <laughs> That's love. That's love, y'all. Y'all heard that. That's love, man. <laughs> Shout out to the D, man. Shout out to Detroit. But yeah, like uh since we were talking about like rap a little bit, I'm kinda curious, like how did first and foremost, how did you start like rapping and become a rapper? Oh shit. Um really, man, it was like I think in high school, y'all, I fell in love with like with rap because it was weird. I came back to the States in like '92. I was raised in Germany for the most part. And it's like, hip hop was new to me. All we had overseas was like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice or whatever. And that shit was fly to me. I still throw, when I throw up these signs like this on my stream, people like, what kind of gang is he in? But when I was a kid, it used to be like Vanilla Ice Posse. Like, like this is a Vanilla Ice Posse gang sign, but nobody ever asked me about it. But, you know, so I, I was always like kind of, I used to make my own words up, but I think, when I started fucking with it in earnest was like around ninth, 10th grade when I was taking English classes and we were learning like poetry and figurative language and, and just different fiction in general, short stories and, and novels and shit. 
And it was around the same time I was really getting exposed to really dope hip hop. Like, I think I started hearing Biggie in like sixth, seventh grade. I wasn't able to really listen to like hip hop freely in the crib until like high school. And when I started seeing so much crossover with like the poetry and the lyrics that I was listening to and the poetry that I was reading in class and studying, and that was helping me make more sense of like the the beauty that was in what I was listening to is when I was like, I love this. I, I was already writing. I'm like, yo, let me try this. And um, just fall in love with that language. I mean, it, it's, this is one of my first memories of like uh, hip hop. This is funny. So in fifth grade, I just got to the States and I remember Miss Pew was my teacher. And we used to have the circular table in the corner where you can listen to books on tape. So like, it'd be like five chairs around the table and you just see kids with the books open and like listening with the headphones on, like listen to the book on tape, right? And then one day I had braces, got teeth and all. I'm, I'm sitting there at my desk. I look over at the corner table and they all reading and they all going like, I said, what the fuck kind of book is that? Come to find out, they was listening to fucking Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice and shit on the goddamn... And that's when I was like, oh, I need to learn what that's all about. Uh, whatever that is that everybody's in sync with right there and that rhythm that, that, that brought them together and that they're vibing with, I don't know what it is. I know of it. I need to know what that is. And that's when that kind of came in, like, in early early high schools when I was really being, like, able to be exposed, late, like, middle, middle school. And that's when I just started writing. And I was shitty until I was about 21. <laughs> That's really dope. But let me backtrack a little bit because I know you're from Germany. Like you were born in Germany? Nah, I was, like, I was born in Honolulu. Actually, I'm careful what I say on here. But uh, I was born in Honolulu, but I, I went over to Germany when I was like three or four, four, four years old. So I was there from like four to like eight and nine. So that's kind of where I was raised for the most part. All right. That's interesting. And just uh, go back to rap. Like how did just you being enamored? with gin juice with rap music how did that get you into okay i'm gonna try this myself a little bit probably trying to get bitches man no no, no i'm just joking I'm just, but i mean i think at the, at the core like on a freudian level like i mean obviously that shit might have occurred but it was more like we all i mean i think at least for me i can i say we all whatever but you know, we all trying to find our, our spot in the world. But for me at that time, it was like, where do I fit in? I'm still like learning black culture. I'm still trying to learn what like like the shit around me. And slam it. so whether it's a sport or whether it's a, a social club or a, a school group or a track team, whatever the fuck it is, you just always like, where do, where do I fit in? And what, what do I have to, to, to contribute? What makes me special? Ooh, get me some bitches. I'm just joking. But uh, like for me, it was like visual art. Like that's when I, I that was the first love. Like um, and there's a couple of people out there about to get me back into it. But um, that was kind of like just to show your personality. Like I, it's all I think, you know what? It's about expression. I was trying to express myself. And when art was working, I thought maybe this type of art would work as well. Visual art and then spoken word because people were speaking to me through lyrics. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, why don't I just crystallize my thoughts and feelings at any given time into this format and see if I can get it across to people in the way that made me feel when I first heard the shit. And and I kind of just sought that out after that. Like, it, it didn't really seek it out. It was just something I maybe just I had the proclivity for. I think that's really dope. And it makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense, I think, just because, like, rap to me has always been, like, the second cousin to poetry. 
and poetry rap that's all in the same art family so like rap is like the perfect way perfect modern way to express yourself i think yo and exactly and and to your point i remember an exact moment in 10th grade where i can't remember the, the poet's name for the life of me i thought it was emily dickinson but i can't find a poem so it might be somebody else but um i forget the name of the poem which is why it's hard to find but in the, in that poem the uh, poet personifies a blunderbuss, a gun, and talks through in the poem as the gun and talks about its regret or like its shame or guilt for killing a deer. And it was just like, that was right around the same time I had just listened to Nas's I Gave You Power, where he personified a gun and talked about the gun's guilt of like killing niggas in the street. Like, and I looked at the two shits, I was like, yo, I said, wait a minute. This is the same shit, but way doper. Like, Emily Dixon, she couldn't battle Nas. He's way doper than her. Like, these niggas is way doper than these people I'm studying in high school. But, like, the poetry aspect is what got me. And it took me a little while to kind of really come around to, like, the production uh, aspects of what is to love about hip-hop, for sure. And how did you get into that mode of just constantly trying to perfect your craft, both with just lyricism and production? Oh, man, I don't produce. I will say that out there for everybody. I cannot. I don't have the gifts. <laughs> but I do. I am gifted at, uh, at finding dope producers. But I will say, like, the internet came out, bro. Like, the internet came out, and it was like, what do I do with this? Like, you could just talk to people from around the world. Like, so you stumble on, like, rap message boards and shit. And then people are writing it now. It was it was a couple things combined. The internet came out and was like on it all the time after school. As soon as I came home, straight into the room. Then that turned into finding rap message boards with niggas that was stepping up their writing levels, and that made me want to type out rhymes and 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 see how if I can impress somebody like they just impress me. And oh, there's I I can do what I've been listening to on these tapes and CDs I'm buying on the back of the bus. I can try that out on the internet, and people can give me oh shit. And so that kind of fueled everything. Like I was just in that fucking computer room was what my parents would call it for years, man. Just writing rhymes and shit instead of doing what I was probably supposed to be doing. <laughs> but you know, that's ill. And I think all that time paid off because just like seeing you freestyle, like you really perfect. You're one of the better like freestylers I've seen on here. Like I remember the first time I saw you on Twitch, you were like in the middle of a freestyle. I don't remember what you were freestyling about. I mean, neither. Like, <laughs> I remember just popping in. I was like, yo, this guy's spitting right now. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Yeah, man. It's fun. I love it. Like, even when I don't record and, and release music, like, I haven't released a project in a decade. But when COVID hit, like, it hurt me. Like, I didn't, like, I ha- I've been performing all the time. Like, everywhere I've moved and lived, which has been mad cities, is one constant is when I want to and I feel like it, I go perform. I find and book a show or I go to an open mic, whatever. I do an open mic a couple of times, then I book a show from that, whatever it is. And I didn't realize how much I needed that. Like my first instinct was like, go Facebook Live. I think, oh shit, you hit a button and you're live. And I tried rapping on that, but I, that, that's going to always be in me. I don't know what it is, but that just the rhythm of that, that subculture and, and uh, the rhythm of that, just that whole vibration and hip hop is is i fuck with it i fuck with it more than probably any other culture i've come across on the planet and i've been in mad countries and shit 
in kind of like missing doing the live shows. Is that how you got into Twitch? Kind of. No, I mean, no, not like not really, because I didn't come on the Twitch to rhyme, to be honest. I, I was I just was like faded a little bit and started rhyming on one stream. But because I was playing video games or whatever. And then all of a sudden people were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You rap too? And then yeah, I, was, I was incorporated more of that into there. But the way I got on Twitch was like, I can actually tell you this is how it happened. I had been watching like these like I'm I'm a movie buff, not a cinephile. I'm a I would say cine, I'm a pseudo cinephile, right? So um I had been watching this uh this group called Double Toasted. Essentially it's these two guys, Corey and Martin, and they do movie reviews in a nutshell. They do other things too, but I would watch their YouTube videos all the time. And about a year and a half ago, two years maybe, they was like we're, we're moving like they were talking. Okay, I'm watching their YouTube videos, but they go live on their own platform. They have their own like website, and it was like, y'all, we about to uh, start going live on this thing called Twitch. We're not gonna go live on this platform that we have, but we, we still have the website. You can go there for the vibes and blah 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 and all the shit, whatever's on there. I've never been there, and which I should. They're awesome, everybody. But um, they said they was going to Twitch, but I didn't know what that was. I didn't really care. I think it was something about gaming, but. Uh, I never watched them live ever. I just watched their edited YouTube videos. So I'm watching that shit for another like eight, nine months past, whatever. And I see like a 30 second YouTube video about Double Toasted. They're like, we're live on Twitch. I was like, you know what? I never caught them live before, man. Let me, you know what? Let, let me hop on and see what a live shit is like. First, three things I noticed was one, the difference between the edited videos on YouTube versus the actual experience of being live is drastically different. And the second thing I noticed is like, yo, there's a bunch of fucking words popping up on the right. And then people are talking to each other, tagging each other. And they're saying they know each other. Oh, wait, hold the fuck up. These people have been watching these motherfuckers this whole time too, but they know each other. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. They got a community in this bitch. Then I was kind of hooked. The third thing I noticed was how people looked out for each other. I'm not going to go into it, but like to see strangers raise money for somebody that caught COVID is crazy to me. Like it's fucking, it's, it's dope. So I'm already like, I'm fucking with Twitch and this is the only thing I know of Twitch, right? So I'm on there a whole bunch of times, like just watching them because COVID hit and now I actually have time to watch these motherfuckers live. Like I'm just at home all day watching them, watching them. And then one day I hop on their Discord they're like they started they just found out about discord they're still learning twitch it seems like to be honest and at this time they had opened up the discord this is probably like july june no this might have been like yeah something like that may june july what was the month i did cocaine for a whole month that was it's probably about july june july i'm just joking maybe not but so I went on there and I remember just chopping it up with that. I'm like, I'm talking to these people I've been listening to on YouTube for years and I've been watching them on Twitch live and interacting with them and everybody in the chat. And I'm on their Discord. After I was in that Discord, this is this is the honest truth. I don't know if I've ever gave, like told anybody this like that, but once I saw like people react in the chat and what they were saying and like how the interaction worked, I was like, wait a minute. If you're on live stream where people can see you and type it the same, then you can make them feel good and you can talk to them and they wait a minute. And I was like, yo, I want to build a community in the back of my head. But then 
it was really just COVID. It was like, you know, let me buy a PS4. I haven't played video games in 15 years. Oh, shit, that's right. You can stream this. There's that thing called Twitch. And I, tr- I started, like, Googling it and how to do it. And then that turned from playing video games to, I don't know, man, uh, trying to, cra- like, you know, cobble together and carve out a fucking social life virtually if we're not going to be able to see each other face-to-face for a while. That's super dope to me, especially, like, considering that, like, you do so much on Twitch. I know it's like, like we said earlier, you freestyle on there. You mentioned you do video games, but you also do interviews. You do like these random just chill sessions where you're just vibing with the chat. I think that's, I think that's super cool that you do so many things with Twitch. What convinced you to do so many different try so many different things with Twitch to build that community? I would say I, it definitely goes back to what like the whole double toast thing, seeing what a community could be and that they actually, like in my head, it didn't click yet, right? Because I knew that th- in my head, that whole community they had on Twitch was from wherever they brought them. I didn't realize how many people were from Twitch. Like I didn't realize that Twitch was the thing that would made that community, would, would set that community apart from other communities I would see on different platforms. But I would say nothing had to convince me, man. It was just like, as you learn, man, I was like, oh wait, you can get a, it's free broadcasting software. Oh, wait, what's the capabilities? Oh, shit. Then imagination hits. And then it might get capped by, like, the technical capabilities. And that's frustrating as fuck. Like, yo, my imagination wants to do this, but my computer can only do this. But it's like, as soon as you, I realize what you could really do with it, which is infinite things, really. The sky's the limit. Now, it's just anything that comes to mind, I'll do. And at the same time, it's kind of cathartic just to be able to be myself to, to, period to the world like that's freeing and so you don't really have to worry about what you're going to do next it'll come to you if you're just being yourself type of thing so i just like enjoy like hanging out as if we was actually right here in my living room hanging out you know what i'm saying like throwing back a beard and talking shit catching up you know what i'm saying laughing and kicking it like that's what we do you know what i mean it's like that could be mean anything like in real life when you're kicking it at the crib who knows what might go down that friend you don't want to come over just might knock up fucking pop up in this bit oh fuck here we go come on in and then somebody threw up in the bathroom or anyway you never know man it's just everything can happen and i just i like that spontaneity of it and the the authenticity organic nature of, of just the people i've seen on there and just the experiences i've had being like on camera or whatever yeah, I think that's the fun thing about Twitch. And not just the fun thing, but just, like, the the best part about Twitch as far as, like, building that community. Because, like you said, like, with COVID especially, like, we have no idea when we're going to see our friends again in person. So, like, selling on this, it, it really highlights how, like, an online relationship can be just as important as, like, an in-person relationship. And I think that's cool. Yeah, man. Like, this shit give me, like, strong, like, surrogate vibes, man. You ever seen that movie Surrogate with Bruce Willis? I think I vaguely, I remember seeing it when it came out. It was like 08, 09, something like that. Yeah, I was starting to feel that's like that like type of vibe was creeping in in like 2015, 2014. And it's, it's, it's full blown here, but like it's where, you know, it, anyway, y'all Google surrogates, y'all Google surrogates. But um, I think, I think, of course, it's just as valid. I mean, a relationship is a relationship, period. And like they say, what, 90 percent of communication is nonverbal, right? Like tonal inflection or like body language, eye contact and all this shit. We can get that. You know what I'm saying? 
Maybe there's like another five percent you can't get from being in the physical presence of somebody and feeling the aura or like whatever. But we have that opportunity, luckily in this day and age. Again, mine can't complain. But um, yeah, I agree fully, bro. Like to piggyback off that a little bit, and again in COVID time, especially like I think that's helped a lot of people's like mental health to like have like the Twitch community or just build online relationships because without it, I have no idea like how how difficult like a pandemic would be going through if we didn't have the internet if we didn't have platforms like this to talk to people from other side of the world or other side of the block if we couldn't just social distance you know my condolences to those people with the spanish flu in 19 was it 18 or whatever yo y'all didn't have y'all didn't have zoom so my bad y'all but like yo it definitely helps but at the same time man you know at least for this, I'm not. I'm not even advising. I'm not saying I'm not a mental health expert. I don't know none of that shit. But I will say this: I had to, I, I ended up being better off once I learned not to be afraid to be just to myself and to look inward. You know what I mean? And I think looking inward was just as beneficial, if not more beneficial, and being to myself and still meditating and just and, and sitting still was just as beneficial as connecting with people on the internet. You know what I mean? It actually might be more energizing to look inward than it is to look outward. But, you know what I'm saying? You need both sides, in my humble opinion, for my own path, that the both sides works. And that's another thing. I got to remember not to forget to stop, look inward, stay still, and not necessarily be connected with everybody. Other side of that is we're social creatures on the spiritual level. You know what I'm saying? We need that. So, yeah, it's a balancing act like it always was. But, you know, at least, like you said, we have the option to do it virtually if need be. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. If if this year has taught me anything, it's, it's taught me that it's important to sometimes take a step back and just soak and just being by yourself for a second to just look inward and reflect and sometimes reset if need be because that's how that's the best way I think to grow as people, to evolve, to look inward and just look at our flaws. What do I need to work on? What do I need to keep doing? And that's a difficult thing to do. So I want to ask, like, how do you go through that process of looking inward and just kind of looking in yourself in that, in that regard? Oh man. (laughs) Fuck you. That's a great question. (laughs) You asshole for that. All right. Hold up. Yeah. Let me see. So, I mean, I don't know why the word fear pops in my mind, but like if I think a lot because I just talk to people and maybe I'm just misinterpreting everything, but I like, I think there's a fear of looking inward and sitting still, but so conquering fear in general kind of would help with that. But I think um what helped me with that. I mean, I didn't really need help to do it because I practiced it, I practiced it for so long and I, I really just I have a proclivity for it. I just prefer it. When the market shut, when the lockdown happened, I was I was like, yo, I'm in my element. I'm finally in my element. I don't have to talk to none of these niggas. No more. I don't have to see these motherfuckers. I can sit down and chill. I don't have to take a shower every goddamn day. Fucking brush my goddamn teeth. Fuck these niggas, man. I'm oh, I'm in my element. But then work shit happened where I was like too busy to even enjoy the apocalypse. Ain't that about a bitch? But I would say like when did I first I, I was always comfortable being alone and inward man like but but we're really you know man I think I, I guess early 20s late teens um it was the early 20s I give myself too much credit it was later it was like yeah like, like early 20s 
um, when I at least first started getting the meditation, like having spiritual awakenings and um, back oh, shit in 06, I had like a Kundalini experience where I saw a spirit in a in a in a fucking park. You know, saying where what like uh, once you realize what you can do looking inward, like how many powers you can gain, how many like, how much discipline you can find, much like just revelations you can like you know stumble upon, and, and just different. Like it's like a different world. It's like moving to a different country, but not. You know what I'm saying? It's like a whole different language there, a whole different culture in the spiritual realm. And once you're there, it's like, yo, this shit kind of more lit than being drunk at the bar right now. Like I can astral project. I can remote view and go anywhere I want. The more I fucking practice this shit, like yo, hold up, I'm gonna have to split my time up because I can get lost in this inner world and not give a fuck about what's going on in the outside world, but. Can't forget about the outside world. I got nieces, nephews, parents and shit. But it's like, it's not even a, for me, it's not something that I avoid because it's so spectacular when I'm in it. But it took until me realizing how spectacular it really is. And um, and the potential of being in, in that mind space to really just like, to really realize, oh yeah, this shit way doper than this shit out here, fucking nine to fives and having to take a doo-doo every day and shit. Like, I got a, uh, women that menstruate. Like, that's just bullshit. You don't do that shit in the spiritual realm. Yeah, man. Really not. So anyways, man, for me, it's not a, it's not a burden. It's not a difficult thing. Um, it, it's actually quite splendid. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you could get into, like, that spiritual mode, which, like, I kind of want to expand on that a little because that reminds me, like, a lot of your, like, Twitch chill sessions, your talking about spirituality or you're showing like a spirituality video so first i guess i should ask like how did your how did your spirituality journey begin like what made you get into meditation kundalini and all that jazz i think all of our spiritual paths started like before we was born yo to be clear i think you know what i'm saying we all choose the body we want to be born into and live different reincarnations until we break the cycle of life and death at this point, that's kind of what my spirit is leaning towards. It's the truth. But I think when I really started getting into it, it was like, I mean, it's it's not, it's, that's the, it's, I really think it's since birth, like, or before, like, it, like, spirituality has nothing to do with saying the word kundalini or doing yoga or fucking meditating or, you know, going to a fucking monastery or nothing like that, yo. Like, some of the most spiritual shit you do just do subconsciously because that's in your spirit. That's why it's called spiritual. So I think we're all always like that. We're manifesting our spirit. We're spiritual. Um, I think I first started taking a lens on, like, realizing, like, I think we're all doing something spiritual, but there's a time where you can realize what you're doing, what's happening, and learn more from that and learn more about that. And I think that started happening to me, like, when I first started going hard into like occult and esoteric shit, it was probably like oh eight, something like that. But I mean, before that, it, I was doing the same thing, but not looking at the specific information on rituals or setting up your altar or whatever the fuck it was. I, but I was still looking into like learning shit, and that's really what it is. That's the spiritual path. It don't have nothing to do with did you learn what candles to use, what color candles, or fucking. But, you know, none of that. So I think we all live in a spiritual life and we've all like been doing it forever. I never thought of it like that. It's kind of like, like without even realizing like our, not even just we specifically conscious wise, but just our spirit is kind of like in tune with this kind of stuff as like a second nature. Does that make sense? 
Yes. And and I think, yeah, I learned that a while. It's like, you know, quick example, DMX is in training the energy of Anubis. The motherfucker came to you, told you he was a dog. Rrr, 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 what's the deal? The nigga barking and shit all over the guy that he actually talks to dogs. I heard a story that the nigga had, he was freestyling battling. And then he had the dog do the ad libs. And the dog was like, he's like, nah, ma, let me get him. And he like rhymed onto it. Like Mook said that recently. Like, I'm gonna hit him. The dog said, he's like, nah, chill, ma, let me hit him. Like, it was just crazy. Like, he's a dog for real, but he might not have studied Anubis when he named himself DMX and, and, and was in training with dog energy or jackal energy. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know nothing about ISIS when I named myself Tony Moon. You know what I'm saying? And, and the moon is ISIS. And that turned out to be what I'm doing on my path is putting together pieces of Osiris or whatever. I don't I didn't need to read that that was the case. I already did it. We have it in our spirit. I named myself Moon. That's all that should have been to it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't think it's it's necessarily important on this on this plane to like, you know, pursue a spiritual path. I think we're all doing it, but to recognize it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think when you recognize it, it kind of puts you on more of a maybe not enlightened path, but well, maybe a lightened path. Like what do you think? Like do you is it easier to become more enlightened after you become more in tune with your spiritual self or just spirituality, the idea of spirituality? Yo, my knee-jerk reaction is like, hell yeah. But I mean, it's like, what is enlightened? So in my mind, right, like I have this lyric where I say, it's all about the alchemy and it's all about the route that we take to break about of the cow. And then that first part is it's all about the alchemy, which is the change, Right. So I pray every day. I hope every day, like tomorrow, I believe something different than what I believed yesterday. I'm always trying to grow and change. So what is enlightened? Like if I was to define enlightened right now, that might be some bullshit. I find out a year from now because I keep learning everything every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think, we're, like I said, I think we're all on that path. Every path is just as valid. Like I remember I, this, the first time I realized this concept, I was like, I was mad at black people being in a Christian church. I was like, yo, because I listened to Razzcast in 98 where he was like, so who do you praise? Do you know his name or do you do this in vain except in the religion they gave slaves to behave? I was like, fuck Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I grappled with it. It was like when I was like 15, 16 when I, when I dropped. And, um, but when I realized that I used to sit in them pews, right? And then now I'm no longer sitting in those pews whether it's right or wrong. That's that's been a path of mine. Who am I to say that somebody sitting in a pew is not sitting there because they're on their path to learn whatever the fuck they're going to learn. So it's like I can't judge somebody for where they are because hopefully it'll be somewhere different down the road. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say there's an enlightenment on this plane of existence, to be honest. But what I can say is I think what I've translated enlightenment into is the break, breaking of cycle of life and death, right? To never return to the human form and exist where we already kind of exist right now. We could touch a lot of it, but to actually purely exist like in that primordial oneness, people call it serious binary system type shit, but that's even physical. And it's not about like, oh, I found out I could, I could see auras. Oh, I'm enlightened. That's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I know all the chakras, yo. I'm enlightened. Nah, that's bullshit. Like some of the most spiritual people I've ever met in my life never fucking heard the word metaphysics before. That's what it is. Yeah, I can definitely dig that. I can smoke a bag of that. It's very it's kind of why I'm kind of like reluctant to say the word enlightened, because I think the idea of enlightenment is different to everybody. Like what may be enlightened to me may be different from what enlightens you. I guess I should probably say awareness to be more aware of spirituality. And I guess in that regard, 
even then like that's it's still kind of becoming mm. difficult you know Ooh, like, no, i think it actually makes it a little clearer i like that is i think i think awareness no matter what you, where you are on your path or which, which direction you're going with the awareness is key damn you hit it on the head bro thank you i did by accident Hey, well, I'm gonna write that shit down, yo. It's the awareness, but it's being mindful and being in the present, man. Like, you know, in the now, there's no past or future. Time's not linear. Like, real life talks to scientists and shit, but like, yeah, it's um, it's just the moment. I said, oh, you hit it on the head, bro. Thank you again. Yeah, I really dig that. And I guess from there, I should bounce off to a question of just like, what do you think you've gotten out of? pursuing being more aware of your spiritual self and the idea of spirituality what do you think you've gained from it on a say mental level or physical level or emotional level just as far as like the benefits of pursuing stuff like this once you like that's kind of the benefit right i didn't need to experience it to have an enlightened life but i did experience some very strong like spiritual experiences quote unquote and once i got to a certain level of experience with that, I really like started to realize what the third dimension is or the physical world is from a larger context. I'll just leave it at that. But when you realize that, you realize it's like kind of an illusion or a hologram or like literally, if you touch a wall, right? That wall is not solid. If you get a microscope, like a microscope like strong enough to look in between your hand and the wall, there's mad space in between it. It's just the vibration of the wall interacts with the vibration of your hand to make you send a signal to your brain that makes you think that you're actually touching something, but you're not, right? When you start realizing like that all of this shit is an illusion on that level and many others, it's hard to really give a fuck about a lot of shit that goes on here. Like you do have like human reactions, of course, and emotions and all of that. And, but at the same time, it's always in the back of your mind that none of this shit really fucking matters the way that people think that it matters. It matters on the spiritual level, but it's just matter. It's third dimensional shit. So coming into that realization through my spiritual path, like makes everything easier. Like if I'm ever like, oh, I think I fucked up at work today. Should I be anxious about tomorrow? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I'm good. It's going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like none of this shit exists for real. Or, or, or family member died. Well, this shit was, they was dead when it was here in the first. This is, this is supposed to do that. You're supposed to come down, learn, die, and then hopefully never come back. Like, they're stronger now than they was before. Like, what's the problem? Like, so I think, I mean, I don't know, man. Once I had a certain, like, level, a lot of the times I'm ever, like, stressed or pressured in anything. I kind of feel like I'm just cosplaying, like, being a real human. Like, nah, this shit don't really matter to me, so... I don't know. Um, and But I, I say that I don't want anybody to get it mis, misinterpreted because when you do that, for me personally, when I do that, it frees up space in my soul to care about people I actually fucking give a fuck about souls, like things like uh, 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 art, culture, that energy is there to give to that because I'm not fucking caring about some other bullshit that doesn't really exist. But this thing does, the soul shit does, even, you know, anyways. I could go on and on. I hope that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think it's really fascinating. There's there's two things that you really nailed on that I think was interesting. One is just the idea of matter. Like, as far, I never really put two and two together as far as like what is matter and what does matter. Like, I can touch this wall right next to me, and in 
I perceive it as matter, but what really matters physically and just, I guess, anatomically, for lack of a better word. And like, that's that's something I definitely want to expand on, like, a little more, just like, just to let that marinate in my head a little bit more one day. Oh, I thought you going to ask me to expand on a little, whoa, 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 I, I'm not oh. an expert. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to ask, to be honest. I'm still, like, <laughs> digesting this myself. Yeah, let me know if I'm ever not making sense. I'm, I'm happy to clarify if I need to. I know you've been you've been great so far, and um, yeah, I apologize. My memory's terrible. I forget the last thing you said, but whatever it was, the last thing you said was really like, dang, he's making a lot of sense. See, and that's 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 from a book called Urban Shaman. Way like sometimes you forget you about to say something, something happens, you forget what you're gonna say, and that's for a reason. Like somebody at the table wasn't supposed to hear what you was about to say. But they'll hear it when they're supposed to. That's what I take it as that. It's all good. It's all good. Right. I feel that. <laughs> and like the spiritual part of the conversation is really fascinating to me. And I'm sure it's fascinating to people listening, either on the podcast or on your stream. So I guess I should also ask before we get out of here, like for anybody who hears you talking and just thinks, oh, I want to pursue more more of these ideas about spirituality. I want to get into yoga or meditation, blase, blase. What do you do? You have any advice for anybody who doesn't know where to start as far as how to get more in tune with their spiritual self? Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be a dick on this question. Uh, let me try to say something helpful because I feel like I can't. Like, first answer to my mind is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't help nobody out with the, out with their spiritual path. I'm not. I'm by no means a guru. It's it's and it's, it's different for everybody, right? Like. We're all here to learn something different in every iteration of our lives. So what I'm here to learn is not what you're here to learn or anybody else in the chat's here to learn. So it's hard to like really talk about about that. But I don't know. If, uh, all right, here's I'm, I shouldn't say this, but all right, this is actually a quick little little tool. Like reading actually fucking helps. Like I don't know what it is in the spirit that like when you read a certain like like concept that you're actually able to manifest it quicker, easier, at least for me. But it sounds like from what I've talked to other people and their experiences, that that should just actually just work somehow. So read books about what you're interested in or what you're curious about, and that'll help, yo. I'm not going to give out no links or no sources or nothing like that. It's, that's your all path, you know what I'm saying? You'll find it. You'll find it. If you're looking for it, you'll find it. If you're actually like actively aware and self-aware, like, like, like Jam said, and you're looking for information on how to like grow on that level, you will find it. Yeah, I'm definitely co-signed that. Really dig that. Really dug this conversation. I There's a part of me that just wants to keep it going. But, you know, as I say, too much of a good thing can spoil it. So this feels <laughs> like a good place to end it. Like, I thank you for coming on. I really love this conversation. Before we go, there's one more thing I have to do. Because every episode, I like to end it by just giving people their flowers, so to speak, in case we never speak again for every reason. And just to, and giving people their flowers to me means just showing people why I appreciate them. And I appreciate you just for opening up the space for people to have stimulating conversations that they may not have elsewhere, be it in person, be it online, because it's hard to find conversations like this. So mm. organic conversations, organic ideas, but by opening your Twitch, you open the door to whole new ideas, whole new conversation, just building a community. And not a lot of people are willing to take the time to build a community like that. And I think that really speaks to your special character in that regard. And I think that's a rare thing to find. And I hope you never lose 
that light in yourself. I think it's really dope. And I thank you for coming on this podcast and I appreciate you for that. And yes, thanks, man. Man, you asked over that. That's, that's too kind. <laughs> that's too kind. Yo, yo, Jam, thank you so much for having me on, brother. I appreciate the kind words. I'm very humbled. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I love what you're doing. It's fucking dope. I will be sure to put all my people onto this shit constantly. Um, I, I love I love that it's just a conversation. This has been fucking amazing. It went it went dope. I just had a great time talking with you, man. If you ever want to just holler at me, just hit me up. You already know the whisper. We exchange math and all that. If you ever want to chop it up, bro. Like, um, so thank you. And uh thanks to everybody uh watching the mental health check-in podcast. Yo. Mm-hmm.